Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 191. My name is Josh, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Mr. Jason Simpson. Jason. Jason Simpson. I can't talk, man. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. How, how are you, jo- Josh? Oh, that, that that works for you. Yeah, see? Yeah, just Joshosh um, works. Um, just put a Danish pronunciation on it. I, say, I can't even say Danish. I said Danish. Oh, yeah. It's do. I'm doing great, Jason. So, um, so if you wouldn't mind, um, let's just go ahead and get a little started here. Um, just tell um, our wonderful listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Um, I live in Vancouver, in the Vancouver area. I've been an actor for about 20 years, coming up to 20. I do on-camera work. I started in commercials uh, for um, radio and television, so voice work. And uh, that ball just sort of started rolling, and I've been doing video games and cartoons and commercial work uh, for many years. Nice. And yeah, you, uh, you do commercials. So you also do, um, you know, you do on camera work and you do the uh, like the voiceover work. Uh, so you're very, very talented. You got that you got that multi work oh. going on. Well, thank you. I do try. I mean, I uh, yes, I've I want to be a part of all of it. Uh, the voice work has uh, been something I've been pursuing more over the years. Uh, but I do love mm-hmm. to be in front of the camera. It's uh, it's a great deal of fun. I, I usually play the big bad guys, uh, um, which is fine. I, I quite enjoy playing well, the bad guy. Fair, your voice lends to the big bad guys. Sure. Which is funny, though, because when I started uh, in voice many, many years ago in, in commercial work, I really thought I was going to be the, the big sale, you know, hard sell kind of voice. But I, I ended up mm-hmm. starting. I ended up starting as just sort of regular dad guy up here, and that's where my career launched as far as commercial work went. So uh, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, now, do you do any theater, anything like that? I, I did a little bit of theater in university. Uh, wow, yeah, twenty plus years ago. But other than that, no, I've done one show in the last twenty years, and it was fun. Gotcha. It was. It was. It was Caesar, it, so it was Shakespeare. Uh, couldn't have picked something uh, more difficult, but <laughs> it was a great deal of fun. But I would like to get back into it. Oh, gotcha. So, um, so what were you like growing up? Like, what were um, what, what what was little Jason like? Like, were you really big in the acting? Was there like a TV show or movie that you really got into? Um, just where did where did all of this uh, this talent kind of emerge? Yeah, well, little Jason was an idiot. He was a real jerk. Um, <laughs> he sounds he sounds remarkably like a little Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I loved. Um, I, long story short, I, I I was about six years old and I was watching a, a scary movie with my dad, and um, he he sort of broke it down for me. It was, I think it was Frankenstein, and uh, he broke it down for me. He said, these, these are actors, and there's a director, and there's a guy with a camera. And when I was six years old, that I kind of got it a little bit, and I thought, I want to do that. Um, so at that age, I, I kind of knew I wanted to be an actor. I didn't really know a whole lot about it, of course. 
And then 84, Transformers came out, and uh, I I saw and heard Optimus Prime for the first time, and I definitely knew I wanted to be that guy. So mm-hmm. that's a long story short. I, I've been uh, chasing that dream, so to speak. Yeah, we, we need we need to get you to be Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, that's a life goal. I think I'll quit. If that ever happens, I'll, I'll quit. Retire happy. I won't retire. I'll never retire, but uh, that's a life achievement goal I'm looking to set. <laughs> nice. So, so there was uh, there was Frankenstein, and then Transformers. Was there anything else that really kind of helped um, uh, shape uh, shape your acting, or something that you really emulated? Well, I mean, I I I had a lot of uh, great friends who. I really encouraged. I mean, we 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 played and did you know make believe and stuff like that. Uh, even up into my teen years, uh, my buddy and I wrote character a bunch of characters and we would play them out in the backyard and you know seventeen year old running around <laughs> pretending to be someone else. Uh, I just we didn't think there was anything wrong with that at all, and there wasn't. We were having a great time, mm-hmm. and I had parents. I had parents who were always very supportive and. There wasn't a, um, you know, go go get a a reliable job and, you know, have something to fall back on. They knew this is what I wanted to do, and so they were always really supportive of that. Nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so you grew up in Vancouver? No, I grew up in uh, southern Alberta, a little, oh, a little okay. town. Yeah, a little town in uh, Alberta is a prairie province uh, just to the east of British Columbia. And we were down near the U.S. border. So a little town of 2,000 people called McGrath. And I had a great, I had a great uh, childhood. It was grade 6 to grade 12. Um, lots of great friends and just a really peaceful, uh, safe community to grow up in. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was a, a K through 12, so ours was an all-the-way type of thing. Yes, uh, ours was as well. I moved there when I was uh, in grade 6. But okay. you you'd be in grade twelve or whatever, and you'd walk past the kindergarten kids and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was very tiny. How how many were in your graduating class? I think I had forty four, something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like I, I'm trying. I, I've always been interested to see who's had like in a because uh, uh, I grew up in a small town too. We had yeah. ten. Oh, so wow. I'm always interested wow. to see, you know, like a lot of these people are like, yeah, I graduated, you know, with 2000 kids. And I'm just like, yeah. I, did you know any of them? Cause yeah, I can't relate to that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so, uh, so from Alberta, so where, where, where did the acting come from? So how did you, like, where did you, what did you start? Uh, did you start doing like school plays, anything like that? Local theater? Yeah, I did a lot of school plays. That was sort of. I I got through school um, just to do the plays in junior high. Going, getting into junior high and up into high school, um, I didn't really want to do any of the other work. I just wanted to go to art class and get ready for whatever school play was coming. So, nice. uh, as a dad, I have to change that for my kids and say, no, you need to focus on, on math and French and whatever the glasses you're taking. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I was probably, it was probably very hard for my parents because I just wanted to do art 
and acting. So I had terrible grades oh, otherwise. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, that happens. Yeah. Uh, especially something you don't care about. Like, who cares about science? Who cares about science and math? Exactly. Those boring ones. Well, I care nowadays <laughs> when my daughter comes and asks me to help her with her math, and I'm just too dumb. So. Uh, see, I don't have that yet, so thank right. goodness. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a little we're gonna take a little step back from Jay, uh from you know uh, past Jason. Let's talk about current Jason. So current Jason, right. um, yeah. we're gonna call you CJ for short. Um, sure. What where, what what are you really into now? Like, what's uh, is is there is there like a movie or TV show that you're really like uh, like you have to watch every single episode? Uh wow. I, I like um, I guess I watch a lot of. TV. I, I like really visceral. Um, I guess because I grew up loving like monster movies, uh, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for um, just really terrible B or C horror movies. Um, they don't have to have a good plot. They don't have to have good writing. I mean that helps, and I, I will judge them. Uh, horribly all the way through, <laughs> but I just love—I I don't know. There's something about the horror movie genre that I—I have I, always been drawn to because I like to draw that kind of stuff and I love to voice those monstrous characters. Um, mm-hmm. But I love—I mean, when all, when it comes down to it, I love space movies, um, like alien movies. So like the Alien franchise specifically, yeah. and uh, I love westerns. So as far away from aliens and monsters as possible, of course, but uh, I love I love a good Western. So The Mandalorian, uh, I'm watching that right now, and the, it is just shot, some episodes are just shot so beautifully, like a, like a Western, low angles, mm-hmm. really slow moving. Um, I dig that stuff, man. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I, I can't stop talking about The Mandalorian. It's just so good. Yeah, it's it's the Star Wars that I wanted because like I'm not a big fan of like growing up I was never a big fan of the Rebels I was always like you know I I, I liked Vader and I liked the Stormtroopers and everything because they looked cool yeah um, but yeah so, and like now I'm just like you know what I, I don't really care about the Force um, it's it's not my cup of tea uh, right. like when I when I read the Star Wars books it was like the clone commandos and stuff like that. And we're like, they were just like regular bros, you know, just doing their thing. Um, and now like getting somebody that's not like a a guy in star Wars who has zero connection to the force other than a baby who's used it (laughs) thankfully only once. So I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really liking it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that that's great. I I told I think I agree with you. I, I love Star Wars. I'm not a fanatic, but I do love Star Wars. I love the idea of Chewbacca as this big, tall, hairy hero. But on the flip side, Darth Vader, uh, Boba Fett, just these well, Darth Vader especially, just this big, tall, dark, ominous figure. He was always the coolest, even though he's the bad guy. He, he was the coolest figure for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rogue Rogue One. When Vader comes in and just decimates that hallway full of dudes, that's my favorite part of the movie because it's just so cool. He's just a cool character. I think yeah. it has a lot to do with James Earl Jones as well. That would have 
without his voice, uh, the character would have been completely different. I completely agree. I mean, yeah. growing up, me like I, I was always a Star Trek boy. Me so too. Like, I, I, yeah, like I would watch the move, like the the Star Wars movies, but that was basically all there was. And so, like for me, it was always like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Star Trek because there's a ton of it, and yeah. it's it's not as bleak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's there's it's it's kind of nice. There's a space you win and everything. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure what pulled oh, me toward that, but uh, yeah, I mean, Undiscovered Country, I can, I'll just put that, I could put that on repeat and just watch it over and over and over. Oh, right? Like, have you ever, you know, you've never heard Shakespeare unless you've heard it in Klingon, so. In the original Klingon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, God, it's such, that's such a good movie. Like, uh, yeah. I'm listening to a podcast now that's going over the motion picture, and they spent about... I want to say close to 20 minutes on that transporter accident with the two Vulcans at the very beginning of the movie. Right. And I'm yeah. like, I was like, yeah, it was traumatic. And they kept playing the, ah, over and over. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm <laughs> going to have nightmares now. I'm going to be asleep and I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to hear that, ah, these poor Vulcans. Yeah. Well, I, I, my son loves Star Wars, but I started, we started watching, um, the original series, and he's digging that, nice. so um, that makes me happy. Yeah, um, my friends, like, I was watching, like, I, I didn't really watch DS9, just because it was more, like, soap opera. Um, sure. But, yeah, so I've, I've got friends that they just went through uh, DS9, because that's his wife's favorite, and uh, now he's in uh, TNG, so he's he's going through all that, so I, I've been making references and everything, and he hasn't gotten there yet, so it kind of it kind it's kind of sad. So I'm like, hurry up, watch more shows, so I can you will understand my references. <laughs> hurry up, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. a big fan of um, uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, Avery Brooks, who um, oh yeah uh, played Cisco and uh, Renee Aubergenois, who just passed away. Uh, I was a big yeah, fan of was, his. That was very sad. Yeah. So uh, I mean, and yes. like, like he's remember for Star Trek was like he did a like he voiced a lot of people in sure. people's childhood, and he was in the Mash movie. Yeah, which is which is a great series because there's three versions of it, and none of them are the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the book, which is completely different from the movie, which is completely different from the TV show. So from the show, just just a fun little little thing. Uh, Our our younger listeners are like, I don't know what any of these things are. Yes, right. Sorry. What's a match? Sorry, everybody. Sorry, kids. Um, Oh, well. We have older listeners, too, so, you know, it's fine. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, um, So, so where did the – did you have – like so, you wanted to be Optimus growing up. Um, Yeah. Did you know – like, did you gravitate more towards the voiceover at first, or did you just go, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do anything and everything that I can possibly do from the get-go? Well, I didn't really know that voiceover was a thing to do. I mean, I knew that the characters had voices. Uh, as far as I knew, that was done somewhere in Hollywood. Um, and I, you know, I was moving to uh, to Vancouver to go to film school and be an actor, and I would be on camera. Uh, voice wasn't even wasn't even in my in my uh, line of sight, 
but we ended up having a voice component in our class um, taught by uh, Michael Dobson, who is a, he's a veteran voice actor here in Vancouver. He's uh, extremely talented. He's a very, very good friend of mine now. But he sort of got me interested in it immediately. And I realized, oh, this is doable. This is a thing here in Vancouver. This is great. And so when I graduated, I got an agent. And then I started doing on camera. But I, my agent got me into voice work. And that's, I mean, that's where that ball started rolling, really. So it's uh, thanks to Michael Dobson. Thanks to Mike. Uh, so do you remember what your first, um, what your first uh, thing that you booked was? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a radio commercial for a local mall, um, just for a Christmas, for a Christmas um, sale they were having, uh, but it was with nice. Scott McNeil, um, and Scott, oh, okay. of course, Sweet. is also a uh, a legend in the in the voiceover world, and I didn't know him. Uh, in fact, I didn't know a lot about him. I just remembered him from a TV commercial I'd seen him in. It was for a, a chewing gum. And so I was stoked to be in this booth with this guy I'd seen in a TV commercial. So, you know, I'm just a kid from the prairies, and all of a sudden I'm standing across from a dude I saw on TV. I was immediately starstruck. And then I realized who he actually was and all the other animation work he'd done. And, uh, yeah, it blew me away. Now we're just pals. There's no um, – he's still, he's still very famous and talented, but, you know, I give him a hard time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I would. You yeah. Know. I mean, yeah, and I mean, so I mean that that's not bad at all. Getting your first, uh, your first gig with Scott. So I mean, that's not bad at all. Not a bad way at all to start, my friend. <laughs> not a bad way to start. No. Um. Do you remember the first uh, series that you uh, that you got booked in? Ah. Uh... What was the first series? Or TV show or, or film or anything like that. For uh, for voice? Uh, for voice or just uh, regular acting or just like regular on camera? Oh, oh uh, yeah. The very first thing I did uh, on camera was the Chris Isaac show. I played uh, a rowdy fan. Um, so that was an interesting experience. Um, yeah, the first animation I did was, I think... I think it was a a, a a movie called Ark. I'd have to look at my IMDb. I mean, I'm, the IMDb is not complete. It's not full. There's stuff that's not on there, but that's the way that works. Uh, but I believe that was my very first uh, gig. Yeah, this animated movie. And I mean, yeah, you've done you've done you've done anime. You've done cartoons. Uh, so you've done uh, Dragon Prince, which I guess is still considered cartoon, but still. Um, yeah. And and you've done a lot of the on camera stuff as well. Um, which do you, you know, enjoy doing the most? Do you enjoy doing more of the voiceover stuff, or enjoy doing mo- more of the like the on camera? Well, I love, I love, I, I I mean, I have a love for both of them, but I love being able to roll into the studio to do a voice project and not have to worry about what I look like uh, because. It, it it comes there's a lot of that for me excuse me the the um just that self conscious if i can hear myself uh, i i love hearing my voice so i can as 
as an actor, I can fine tune it. I can uh, fix what I hear is incorrect or, and I don't mind the sound of my voice at all. On camera, if I'm watching myself, uh, it's it's hard for me. I, I don't like looking at myself because I see the whole thing. It's not just my voice. I see uh, imperfections. We all have them, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing I'm choosing to put them on film, so it's hard for me to watch that. But I do love the work, uh, and I think I'm I enjoy the work, I, and I think I'm pretty good at it. I just don't like watching it. So. If I had my choice, I would probably be in front of a microphone instead of a camera. But I have no problem doing on camera. Well, now I'm going to – so we're going to do go, – go from behind the microphone. So would you rather do more of the video games or the, um, the actual just um, animation voiceover? Well, in a perfect world, if you book an animation, um, you you would have many episodes – that's yeah. in the perfect world. I've done lots of guest star, you know, one-off. But if I had my way, as we all would, you're there for every episode. So that there's a there's that component, right? You're paying your bills, but you also get to work every week. And there's a sense of accomplishment and um, a sense of uh, honing your craft. Video games are sort of one-offs. Although you can you can go back and work more and more on them. You know, you've got uh, DLCs and you've got expansions and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you go and you work on the, the game and you get all the material done in however many sessions and then you're done. So I do love the energy. I love the performance that's needed for a lot of video games um, because it's big and it's loud and it's um, you're always on. I love that. But there's something to be said for having a character arc that just continues as well. And I mean, let's we can kind of go ahead and then that can go into uh, our next little bit because you know we do have Dragon Prince fans, and yeah. they would be loath if we uh, did not uh, talk about the show. Sure, the um, Dragon Prince fans are the best. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, I w- I sat next to a couple of them uh, waiting for. Uh, uh, to get into the like the first little bit at Anime Week in Atlanta, the first thing that you guys did on that Thursday. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I think where we we you guys shown we got shown the first episode. Yes. First yeah. Um, that was yeah, awesome. That was, that was a that lot was of really fun. Cool. Oh yeah, that was that was quite quite enjoyable. Um, so we have uh, we have your character Viren, who. Mm-hmm. Is not, I mean, okay, so is technically, I guess, the villain of the show, but I don't really think so. I mean, he's doing what right. he's doing for, uh, he's, he's got his uh, his reason to his madness, if you will. Um, but, I mean, you, like, if, if you look at every, everything from Viren's point of view, it's like, yeah, he makes a lot of good points. I guess if we have to put them into the the construct of heroes and villains. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he is the finger quotes villain. Um, but it's our goal uh, as an actor. It's my goal as an actor to make sure that I can find, uh, find his humanity, find, find the different layers that he's made out of. Like we all are. 
otherwise he's just a he's just a cartoon character and uh, I have no interest in that um and it's does it doesn't do any justice to the writing or the story the development of the story and the way it moves forward he does get very large in in season 3 and you know he gets uh, he goes up to 11 and he's at 11 for a long time but there's reasons and there's there's outside influences and there's uh, things that happen that kind of push him there. So he's not just in full villain mode just because. Um, yeah, and I mean, we could talk about that for hours. But uh, yes, he's the villain, but there's there's a lot more to him. That's my opinion. Yeah. I, oh, definitely. I mean, like, just in season one, where we first meet him and we kind of learn a little bit about everything... Just sitting there, and mm-hmm. you're just like, "Wow, yeah, this is this is one of those those um, quote villain characters that you can sympathize with, and right. that's what makes a great villain is like when yeah. you can see everything from their point of view and be like, oh, okay, I I get what he's doing. Like that's to mm-hmm. me what makes a great villain character. Again, quotes. yeah, I can appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. He, I mean, you you knew right uh, off the bat. I think I think everyone knew right off the bat. Oh, there's something wrong. There's something different with this guy. He's going to be the bad guy. Um, maybe it was just his scowl. <laughs> I don't know. He just has that look of oh, here comes a bad guy. But yeah, he's, he had a. To be fair, he did have a staff, and staffs are usually you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we if we look at Lord of the Rings, staff's bad. Um, I guess I think well, Gandalf. I Gandalf would. Gandalf. I'm like, oh, Gandalf shoot. would disagree. <laughs> Everyone yeah. but Gandalf that has a staff is bad. Everyone but Gandalf. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Who else has a staff in that? Is, is it just Saruman? <laughs> I don't know anybody else that has a staff. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So you've got this character. Did you? Um. I. I I've asked this to you know multiple of the. the uh, the TDB people that have been on here, did you think um, that it was going like the the show was going to explode in popularity that it has, like it has? No, no, I had I had no idea. No, I mean I knew that it it looked visually it was stunning. I knew it looked gorgeous. Um, I know a lot of people had issue took issues with the first season, and uh, I'm not referring to the. Uh, the frame rate problem that people had, uh, which I didn't. I didn't have an issue with that. I'm just talking about the overall look, the design of the show. It was beautiful, so I knew that that it had that going for it. And the writing was great. It was telling a fantastic story, this journey. And I knew that when we got to the end of first season that we had so many more places to go. So I knew it was going to just start ramping, excuse me, start ramping up. But I had no idea it was going to explode and have the fandom that it does. I mean, like I said before, the fans for the show are amazing. They're just so passionate and creative, and they have such strong voices because they love what they see or they disagree, and they want to voice that. I, I love that. Uh, it's such a great forum to allow people to come together and express how they feel about this thing that we've created. Definitely. Um do you have any uh, favorite moments uh, from recording? They they don't have to be just like strictly Viren moments. They can be whatever moments 
um, that you that you uh, you know that you've recorded or you watched or have been in the room with uh, when was recorded um, that like really stick out to you? Oh man, I mean, there's so there's so many. Jonathan Holmes plays Runan. Anytime he was like, because we would goof around a lot. He's this. He's got this great British accent, uh, and the, he's got this humor to go with it. This sense of humor, and then he would just we're rolling. Boom! He drops into this stoic Runan. It gave me chills every single time. He just sounds so grounded and strong, and and then cut, and we'd be back to goofing off. Um, so I just, I, I would just watch him. My eyes got bigger and bigger. I was just amazed. I love watching good actors work. Um, anytime, uh, Luke Rodrique was recording with me, he plays, uh, King Harrow. We didn't know each other until day one. Like we'd never met and we were instantly connecting over the, over our music stands, you know, on our microphones, we were just locking eyes and reading and connecting and we became friends just, just like that. So that was always I couldn't wait to work with him every every time. Um, something that really got me, Jesse Jesse's scene uh, in season two when Soren's laying on the bed, completely crushed, um, and physically uh, in pain and and crushed. <laughs> that was a hard scene to to watch. I mean, I know it's on paper, and I'm seeing the actor doing it, but you know, Jesse dropped into that, and that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um. There's, there's, there's many. I, I, I love when I love in, I can't remember which episode it is when Viren discovers the, he sees something in the mirror and he puts the drops in his eyes and there's that moment where he's screaming at the mirror, but of course he's screaming at himself. Uh, there's just a real stripped bare sort of humanity uh, moment, uh, and I love that. I love playing that. So we've had a, we've had a, there's a tremendous amount of wonderful moments. That we've had as actors. Yeah, I mean, and that—that that is one thing that I don't think anybody has complained about in the show. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do go and I do read, you know, stuff where your people like don't like the animation or don't like a path the character is going. But sure. no one has said really anything about the quality of the voice work, and because yeah. I mean, honestly, you, everyone that is involved in this show. Um, is just giving it their all and you can tell yeah. and I think a lot of it is the way that you guys record because you guys record in a way that doesn't happen really anymore um, or very very rarely do you guys get to actually all be in the same room and kind of go off of each other's energies which mm. is amazing um, so yeah I, I would love I would love uh, a, a nice little like um, behind the scenes of like showing you guys like in that moment, you know, recording a scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I yes, I don't think we. I'm sure there's some somewhere that I, that maybe they'll post at some point. Um, one of the I did not work in person or even on the line with um, Eric Dellums, who plays Erevos. Uh, we he did his his stuff separately, which is a testament to his. Um, skill and talent as an actor we have these back and forth and he mm-hmm. you know we we have this back and forth conversation but really we're just talking to ourselves until they put it together in post but uh he's brilliant and to hear his stuff 
coming through my headphones. I think I think I recorded some stuff before him, and he got maybe some of mine. I'm not sure, but I know I I heard some of his stuff, and I could uh, respond to that after. And it was it was uh, man, it sent a chill up my spine. He's so good, and I've been a fan of his for for a number of years. So to hear his voice, you know, sort of like honey coming through my headphones. Oh, that was great. That was a great moment. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, man, he's he's such a good character too. Like Oh yeah. My goodness. Uh Is what what would you like to see uh going forward with the Dragon Prince? Like how far do you want to see it go? I want to see it go all the way. <laughs> we I, I mean, six, if you look six at six seasons, if, if a you, movie, four video games, um, somehow yes it's on all the cell of phone company, all of it. Seven seasons, some sure, some movies, video games. I mean, the story there is a lot to play out. Um, I don't know how far Viren would go through all of that. I would certainly hope uh, as far as uh, to the end, but. Whatever serves the story is uh, is what's best for the characters. So, um, who knows? It might go a different direction, but I'm gonna just keep pushing and as far as I can. Oh, you definitely uh, pushing. I mean, uh, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna make an attempt at a joke, but it's it's gone now. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. No, it's fine. No, you you did the world <laughs> of, you did the world a service. <laughs> Uh, I was just gonna say, like, how how far do you like? Where do you want to see Varen go? Like, what what do you want to see Varen do? Um, I want to see Varen become. Uh, this is just me. This has nothing to do with anything that I know beyond where we're at now. Because truthfully, oh, yeah, this, I don't. This is all. This is all speculation. So, yeah. fans, don't don't. This is this is what. We as Jason and Josh want, not what, you know, is going to happen. Yeah. I would love to see Viren have um, a redemptive arc. I mean, I, th- I, love, I love a good story when there's something dark and terrible but has some redemption. I mean, that's what we need as human beings. We need to be redeemed uh, because we all make terrible choices at times. Um, I'm I I am right there with you because I mean like when when we end uh, when we last see Viren he's with Claudia and Arvos is in a cocoon um, yeah and so like part of me like when I saw that I'm like all right I can I I would like to see maybe Arvos is like okay so Viren couldn't get it done but Claudia she can literally bring people back t- from the dead so maybe he goes closer towards Claudia and Viren is kind of left out and then so then we can get this. Uh, redemption art for Viren where he's like, oh, Aravos is the bad guy. He's the one pulling all these strings. I have to stop him. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, look at look, look at look at what Viren does at the end of that episode. He has no idea where he is. He doesn't know how it how he got where he is. He doesn't know what's going on. He and he and he. I don't think he has fully uh, because Aravos. I mean, he he was blinded. He didn't see the full plan. He didn't know it. He was a puppet. Um, I mean, he made his own choices, and they were terrible choices, sure. But uh, I believe, this is my opinion, that Erebos was a a massive, massive influence in the choices that Mm -hmm. Viren made, of course. 
But we get to the very end, and Viren realizes how fragile and frail he is and how he had no power. Nothing. He he died. He was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Erevos didn't save him. His daughter saved him. So yeah. there's something there. Oh, man. So, yeah, we could talk about Dragon Prince for hours. Yeah. M- maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, man. So, so Jason, th- thank you so much for coming on and, you know, chatting with us. It's uh, my great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, oh, no I love um, uh, you... love talking about this stuff. Uh, I mean, do you have uh, do you have anything upcoming that you'd uh, like to promote that you can talk about? That is, I know. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, I do have I do have a number of things coming. I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't really talk about those right now. Gotcha. Yep, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just um, trying to think if there's one that I can, but there's a couple games and a couple shows. No, I can't. I can't say anything about those right now, unfortunately. Gotcha. But no. Um, I, oh, go ahead. I'm just they're they're fun. They're going to be great. I'm looking forward to talking about them when I can. Nice. Um, and uh, I assume you'll post those on social media. Yeah, as much as I can. I mean, I I do. I do post as much as I can um, um, when I'm allowed to. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, what are your, what are your uh, where can our fans find you on social media? Where can they find me? Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter uh, at a boy Simpson. So at a boy Simpson. <laughs> I know that's dumb. I maybe I should change that. But that's no, no, that's Twitter actually that, I like that. That's really good. Okay, good. Thank you. I, I appreciate the affirmation. Uh, really, I do, because I, I look at it and go, does that make sense? At a boy Simpson. <laughs> good. And then um, on Instagram, uh, at Simstagrams. See, that one's so, good, too. It's better than Rack yeah. Attack. What a, what a boring one. Oh, she's so terrible. <laughs> I love her oh, a lot. Oh man, uh, no, yeah, it's yeah, that, that's really good, <laughs> and and we'll put those links in the uh, in the show notes. So if you guys want to check out okay. um, any of J, you know, follow Jason. All you have to do is click on the show notes. We'll put both of those there. Click on those; they'll take you right there. Um, you can uh, find if, me on if Twitter I can... and Instagram. Oh, sorry, I totally interrupted you again. I'm the worst, dude. See, that, that, you... this is the problem with like not doing it face to face because then you can't yeah. see our, you know, where we're about to go with something. Yeah, and, and I was going to make another joke, and I interrupted. I interrupted you telling them where they can find you, and that's so lame of me. Oh, you, they already know. I, uh, I'm going to stop talking. You do your thing. Go. No, I want to hear the joke now. This this joke that was so important to interrupt me. I need to hear it now. <laughs> it's a, okay. I was going. <laughs> I was going to say, if you follow me, be prepared to be completely bored out of your skull because i am not interesting uh, I mean, there's the joke enough. you've got a you've got a uh, uh, a little contest going on right now oh yeah yes yes i do well yeah yeah i'm doing a giveaway of yes i'm going to do a giveaway at the beginning of january uh, just some some high, signed headshots 
Uh, so I'll pick some um, some of my followers from Twitter and some from Instagram. And just a thank you um, to, well, just to for following me, bearing, bearing through all of that. But also just because I love our Dragon Prince fans. I uh, love the passion and uh, who these people are. So just sort of a little thank you to them. Definitely, definitely. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh O'Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, Twitter at Animate Podcast. All of our episodes are available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Jason, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's a great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I do uh, love your podcast. Um, it's in my um, it's in my rotation, and uh, I'm a fan. So this is a, a great honor for me. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Your checks in the mail. Um, <laughs> so great. yeah. So uh, for the Animation Station podcast, my name is Josh, and my name is Jason Simpson. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say that. <laughs>